This is Read and Recap, a podcast about books. Where we answer the question, what was that about again? And it's feeling. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. So today we're going to be doing our title talk episode for Unravel Me by Tahara Mafi, the second book in the Shatter Me series. And next episode will be our recap, but this will be a lot of our thoughts and feelings of the novel. And I already told Kristen this, but I already started reading, you know, Ignite Me, which is book three. And I'm just like, I'm on, I'm on a feelings tree, train of emotion and right. You need to know what happens, and that's that's when you know it's a good series. Okay, ignore me. Yes, but like one of the things we definitely both said about the, the these books in the series was that they're just really quick reads. Like even though they're like pretty long, I guess they're like normal YA length, but they're yeah. they're pretty quick reads. They're just like yeah, I would say so. So this book has over seventy chapters, which does feel like a lot, but literally some of these chapters are like one page. Which is great. I think, I really think why more YA needs to do this so that I can read more and get through my TBR list. Which, you know, I feel like there are a lot of books out there. It's just I don't know about them. So I totally recommend if anyone has Rex, let me know. Let us know. Yes, but definitely, you know, reluctant readers out there, this is definitely a good, a good series because it seems like you're going so quickly just because the chapters are so short. Um, and things are just happening really quickly. I did want to just say right here some a few thoughts and feelings. Um, I think that uh, some people may find that Juliet's like quick semi turnaround from loving Adam to being interested in Warner could be a little like yeah. jarring, maybe. And I can understand that. Like it was pretty, pretty quick. Again, I don't, I don't think this book was more than a mm-hmm. few days that passed. Um, but I think it also stands to reason that, like, there's these connections that Juliet feels everything a lot stronger because she doesn't have these deep connections with people, and so now that she can make connections and deep connections, it's. I think it's understandable that those can happen a lot quicker, especially with people that she kind of feels a kinship towards. And um, she does explain a lot about her kinship with uh, Warner in the book. And I'll read one, one section that I really, really liked. I know that he's a tortured soul who, like me, never grew up with the warmth of friendship or love or pe- peaceful coexistence. I know that his father is the leader of the reestablishment and applauds his son's murders instead of condemning them. And I know that Warner has no idea what it's like to be normal. Neither do I. And so she, she says that, but not the same. Synonyms know each other like old colleagues, like a set of friends who've seen the world together. They swap stories, reminisce about their origins, and forget that though they are similar, they are entirely different. And though they share a certain set of attributes, one can never be the other. So I really think like that kind of sums up their relationship really well um, and why, you know, she has such strong feelings because she can see a lot of herself Mm -hmm. in Warner, even though she might not want to admit it. But I mean, I think that whole dynamic between Juliet and Warner is what clearly made me 
change the team Warner because obviously like I feel like a lot of YA is just very much about like triangles and automatically assuming that the first guy is like the guy and I appreciate that there was like this more in-depth kind of complex relationship that she had with Warner and it was really nice to see that kind of unfold as unravel me through that storyline so I completely agree with those points I mean I didn't have many notes about the story besides really shallow ones like oh my god Warner (laughs) (laughs) I mean you can also kind of I mean it's a maybe a weird comparison but you can kind of compare it to the love triangle in like Twilight and stuff where obviously Bella is torn between two people one person that can kill her and one person that couldn't and so like instead of like Juliet instead of being like selfish and saying well I know I love Adam I want to be with Mm -hmm. him no matter what she's trying to put his health and safety above her own happiness um and I think that's something that Juliet does a lot and she puts everybody else's health happiness safety above her own no matter what which is again that melodramatic scene where she's like maybe I was just put on this earth to die at this moment to get back like Winston Brandon um, and Marie and Ian and it's just like Juliet you need to get a little bit more self-worth yeah. um, and I think that's like happening throughout the book she's realizing like she does have things to live for she does have good things about herself that she needs to put mm-hmm. more stock in um, but obviously that character development is slow going yeah. like Juliet's whole life she's been kind of like pushed down and told that she's not worth anything so in that kind of situation, it can take a long time and a while to like kind of build up your own mm-hmm. self-worth. So I think that's realistic, even if other yeah. people may not agree. I will say like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can see like, or can say that this story is very plot driven, but also I think the majority, like I would say like at least like a 51 to what is it, 49 percent, like this is definitely like character driven and I really love reading about these characters but so with this book I think Tara Moffrey really grew into her writing I think this was like her second book overall that she wrote and I you know you can mm-hmm. definitely feel like those like drawbacks of a debut novel in Shatter Me but I really think like she came into her own in this book in particular like I think it's so strong compared to Shatter Me but at the same time I could like I really like the way that she kind of just makes me feel so intense and I've said intensity and intense throughout this podcast so many times but the way that she makes me feel about some of these characters like especially in the first part of the book Kristen will definitely um back me up with this and when I say like oh my god I could not stand Juliet in like the first third of this book and I appreciate that Tara Moffey addresses this because obviously she has characters like Kenji and Castle being like you need to get things into perspective, okay? This is not about you and your love and your drama and all this stuff. There's a bigger picture here. Like, you need to stop whining. And you need to stop it. Stop it. And I was like, oh, my God. I appreciate it. Like, literally, after I told Kristen this, and it was, like, literally the next two pages, it was like, Kenji was like, stop it. <laughs> I appreciated it so much. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Kenji's very much that, like, reader's voice at times where he's just like okay you need to stop 
you need to like realize other people yeah. have problems and issues and like everything and like I don't want to hear about your relationship drama anymore that is not my goal I don't goal care about life. your drama like stop and, it yeah I really I really appreciate how messy the characters mm-hmm. are like everybody's super messy and flawed and right. nobody's perfect like everybody has mistakes, like things they do. Like even Castle, who's like supposed to be this leader, this person that's inspiring all these other people. Like we can see like his cracks of he's too hopeful. He puts too much optimism out there and thinks the best of people and hopes for the best of people. And um, it's obvious like that could be his downfall. It hasn't happened yet, but it might be. And the same with Kinji, like Kinji is like super the comedic relief, um, but he's also super smart. But will these two personalities, traits that kind of like don't go together usually, will they become something that he'll have to overcome in the future? And it's it's really something like I really want to like keep on reading to find out where these characters are going and some people may not like the characters and want to do that, but yeah. I, I really And I will say that while I really like the way that Juliet is written as like the heroine of the story and I guess like the anti-heroine as well, like it's like a really good balance. I will really credit Tara Moffey for really writing Warner in a way that it just it's really hard to not make you love him. Especially with his intense monologue. I'm sorry, I'm overwording you over using intense and I will try my best to not use it as much in the future. But I'm like looking at this part in chapter 62, where I was so deeply moved by the way that he said this, and I'm just gonna put this out there because literary poet- poetry is just, that's my thing. So basically, you know, at this point, um, Warner is confronting her about like leaving with him and whatnot, and she's just like, I thought you just wanted to be my friend. And obviously he's just, he's laying it on thick. And I just, this is one of those things where you just gotta bite your finger, just like, oh. Yes, I'll read read it. Okay, so I'm just going to read, like, the part that he speaks, which is, you destroy me. I want you. I want all of you. I want you inside and out, catching your breath and aching for me like I ache for you. It's never been a secret. I've never tried to hide that from you. I've never pretended I wanted anything less. And she's, well, I will just say this, where it's like, she just thought that he wanted friendship. And he's like, yes, I did. I do. I do want to be your friend. I want to be the friend you fall hopelessly in love with. The one you take in your arms and into your bed and into your private world that you tra- that you keep trapped in your head. I want to be that kind of friend, the one who will memorize the things you say as well as the shape of your lips when you say them. I want to know every curve, every freckle, every shiver of your body, Juliet. I want to be want to know where to touch you. I want to know how to touch you. I want to know how to convince you to design a smile for me. Ooh. Yes, I do want to be your friend. I want to be your best friend in the entire world. And obviously there's like a lot more that he says, but I was just like that part in particular, I had to highlight, which is like, I want to be your best friend in the entire world. Like, oh my gosh, I just, I will be yours. Like, forget Juliet. Forget her. <laughs> I know. We're talking about tropes yeah. here. And you didn't think you would be go from enemies to lovers. Or enemies to best friends to lovers, but who knows? I know who knows. Happening. But um, we'll have to we'll have to read to the next books to find out. But before we go, we did want to we did last 
last episode, our first episode with Shatter Me, we did talk about some comps um, for read-alikes that you may like for the Shatter Me series. So since we've already done that, we thought instead we'd talk about a few books that are coming soon in 2021 that we are kind of excited for. And of course, we don't know much about these besides their summaries, but we're just going to talk a little bit about them. Just, you know, say like these were these are what we're excited for and hopefully, you know, get some maybe books on your radar to be excited for too. <laughs> Yay. So the first one I want to talk about is called Briar Girl by Rebecca Kim Wells. And it's coming out November 2nd, 2021. And this one is again, a fantasy series. And I thought it really had kind of like that Shatter Me-esque thing because Lena has a secret. The touch of her skin can kill. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, so this is more of a fantasy, though not like a dystopian. So there was she was cursed by a witch and she's always lived in fear and isolation. But then somebody, a girl stumbles onto her and into her world and she tells her about um, the world she comes from that's brimming with magic and how she's on a quest to wake a sleeping princess that they believe holds the key to saving their world. And so she asks for Lena's help. And it's just like fantasy, love, LGBTQ um, story. And I'm just like super excited because it's like touching all the things I love. Um, so that one, Briar Girls, is one I'm super excited So one of my for. most anticipated books um, to come out it will be uh, Little Thieves by Margaret Owen. It's basically a retelling of The Goose Girl by the Brothers Grimm. So if you're really looking for a fairy tales retelling kind of story, um, I certainly recommend this book. Um, so basically, it's about a young girl named Vanya Schmidt. She is the adopted goddaughter of death and fortune. So Vanya is the servant to the princess Giselle, um, but her mother, Vanya's mother, demanded a very, very intense price for their care. And Vanya decides to take back her future by stealing Giselle's life for herself. And at this, I know, at this point, um, the real Giselle is left penniless. She's a nobody. While Vanya is, uses an enchanted string of pearls to take her place. Um, unfortunately, Vanya, she lives a lonely, but rich double life as a princess and a jewel thief. So she lives a double life while charming nobility, and then she just steals from them and trying to fund her wonderful grand escape away from this all. She is literally one heist away. So if you're into heists, go for this book. Um, she's one heist away from her freedom. She crosses paths with the wrong god and is cursed to a terrible fate, which is turning into jewels stone by stone for her greed. What? I can't even. Oh. I also love the cover of it's this so book. Pretty. And then they they've been releasing art from it that Margaret Owen um created. I think they're for each chapter. I'm not sure, but it's just so beautiful. So like I I want to read it, but I also just want to own the book because it's just I so know. pretty. October <laughs> is so far away. I mean, this is coming out in October. And I'm just like, oh, it's so pretty. Oh. So, if you're really into like icy fantasy I feel like there might be some romance. It seems like there will be. I feel like this is just a yeah, fairy, fairy tale. tale. Obviously, there has to be some sort of romance. So I think this book has a lot for everyone, but especially if you're into like fantasy. So check out Little Thieves. Um, so 
One other one I wanted to talk about, this one's a contemporary one, and it's called Our Way Back to Always by Nina Moreno. And I loved Don't Date Rosa Santos from this author because, um, little known fact, I am half Cuban and I really identified with Rosa because um, she's also Cuban and talks a lot about how um, she kind of doesn't feel sometimes like she is accepted and things like that because, you know, I don't know if this is everybody that's Cuban, but like they don't like my family doesn't talk about Cuba and things like that and our like past and things like that. So it kind of feels hard to connect with our history. Um, and so like that book really just like got to me in that way. Um, but this is Our Way Back to Always is also set in the same um, setting as Don't Day Rosa Santos. And it's about um, a girl, Lou Patterson, that... Um, is realizing she kind of has gone so far to get all the things in life, but she um, had a falling out with her best friend, Sam, when they were in middle school. And Sam's father now is um, diagnosed with cancer and she finds a bucket list they had made and she realized she has accomplished none of those goals. And so together they start to um, accomplish all the goals on her bucket list and Sam's also dealing with his grief of losing losing his father and they're also thinking about like their future and you know the next step of their lives because they're you know gonna be graduating soon and just also you know coming back together as friends themselves and so like I just think it's it's gonna be like one of those angsty books that I love so much and um and everything like that so I cannot wait to read this one. And if you want to have another contemporary story on your list, I would encourage you to check out Not Here to Be Liked by Michelle Quatch, which comes out in September of 2021. It's sort of like uh, Shatter Me and the Shatter Me series in that there is sort of like an enemies to lovers deal here. It's basically Emergency Contact meets Moxie, um, which are two other contemporaries. So check those out. But it's basically about a girl named Eliza, she wants to be the editor-in-chief of her school paper, but that's until her ex, until ex-jock, uh, Len, decides to run against her. And you're like, oh, snap, rivalry. And, you know, she doesn't have any experience compared to him. He just has all these things on his resume. He's, and obviously, he's, he's tall, he's handsome, he's got everything going for him. And she's like, how am I supposed to compete with that? And obviously, he's, like, apparently a perfect trained leader as well. So, editor-in-chief, you got to be leader. Um... So she is just so frustrated and that kind of spills into a viral essay that she writes and it inspires this feminist movement at her school, I assume, that she just never meant to start. But now she's really caught between those who believe she is trying to champion for gender equality while others just think that she's crying misogyny. And you're just like, damn, there's that fight. And of course, amidst this entire kind of debate and fight going on within the school um they the school asked her and Lynn to work together on a sort of project so as the story grows and they get to know each other now she's coming to the horrifying realization that she may be falling for him and you're just like oh enemies to lovers what's gonna be what's gonna be i don't know <laughs> So 
So those are just some books that we're excited for um, coming at the end of 2021. Um, so we just want to thank Jim Hall for Changes, the song we use for our theme. And if you want to find us on the internet, just search for Read and Recap on social medias or email us at readandrecap at gmail.com. And that's and, A-N-D, so not an ampersand. Please rate and view us wherever you listen to your podcast or tell a friend. Thanks.